This is The Rock, Bill Axel. Welcome to Newsmakers. I'm in spring training in Florida. Today I was in Astros camp. I had great conversations with A.J. Hinch, Carlos Beltran, and Josh Reddick. If they stay healthy, the Astros believe they will be in the postseason. Here's what they had to say. Enjoy the podcast. I'm with one of the best managers in the American League, Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Thank you so much for being on my show. A.J., uh, the Astros are in a tough t- division. And how, um, what do you want to see the team do better compared to last year? Yeah, we, we've got we've to play the closer games a little bit better. We had a hard time early in the season with some of the small uh, incremental ways to win games. And, and, and if we can get off to a better start by winning some of the uh, the closer games, we'll feel better about ourselves. And what that means is a little bit uh, more attention to detail in the base running, base running decisions, a little bit more, uh, you know, a better scouting report to to approach uh, opposing starters and get out of the get into the game a little bit better, uh, and just fine tune some of the things that we do well and do them a little bit better earlier in the year. AJ, the team got off to a seven and seventeen start last year. Mm-hmm. How did you manage to have a, a really a record over five hundred? It was a good record, in fact. Yeah, no, we, we, we bounced back very well. I mean, we have a resilient group. We have really good players. We were able to get, get April out of our mind and have successful May, June, July, and August, and then into September, and, and really didn't get eliminated until the last weekend. So I think the mindset of our team is to understand the length of the season. We understand we've got to play well for an entire season to, to, uh, to factor in. But uh, mental toughness is, is, is strong around here, and we, we have a group of players that, that, uh, that respond to – uh, to being pushed. How far can this team go? You have Seattle in the way. How far can it go? Yeah, no, even Texas is obviously a defending champion in the last couple of years. We we had a playoff team in 2015. We just missed out in 2016. So we, you know, we made some additions to hopefully fortify our lineup a little bit. We're a little bit more balanced. We have an excellent bullpen. We've got to stay healthy on the mound, you know, and they're in the rotation. And um, we have a playoff caliber team, but it doesn't do any, any good to talk about it in, in March and April and Mm-hmm. And even into May, can tell you play the games. And uh, but I like our team. I like our chances. But we've got to stay healthy, and we've got to play a complete season to, to factor in. You've improved your offense uh, by getting Beltron and Reddick. Um, tell me what those guys mean. You know, they bring presence to our lineup, and and you know, gives our our young position player core uh, a couple veterans to turn to. You know, with McCann and Reddick and Ioki and Beltron, that's a, that's a lot of experience. There's a couple World Series appearances in there. There's a lot of postseason at bats in in, in the clubhouse now. Um, and it's a great presence for us. And I think over the course of a season, how to de- deal with success, how to deal with failure, how to how to develop a good culture and chemistry in that clubhouse. Uh, the players that have been there, done that before, seem to be the most influential, and we added some good ones. How will Brian McCann improve the pitching staff? Uh, well, he's invested in the pitchers. I love catchers that are defense first and, and offense second. It doesn't mean they're not offensive players. It just means they know their priority every day is to is to is to get the most out of the pitcher. He's terrific about that. From the day that he got traded here, uh, he was texting and calling and getting information about our pitchers. He wanted video. He wanted scouting reports. He's met personally with all of the pitchers uh, to get on the same page with them. And, and that type of leadership behind the plate is pretty infectious, and it, and it makes for a good com- a common bond between the pitcher and the catcher. You know, a lot of people believe you have a great bullpen, but a lot of people question your starting staff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, what do you think about the starting staff? Can it mm-hmm. survive compared to last year? Yeah, I mean, we've got to be healthy. You know, I think if we're, if we're intact and we have a healthy group, I think our, our group is pretty good. Dallas Keuchel mm-hmm. at the top is really is obviously a year away from being a Cy Young. Lance McCullough is one of the, one of the up-and-coming guys in our league, uh, has terrific stuff and great moxie and great competitiveness. Uh, Colin McHugh has been, has been steady the last couple of years. 
uh, providing some innings and pitching in some playoff games. Charlie Morton we signed, uh, who's, who's coming off of, a, of an injury season, but um, any given day has lights out stuff. And so I, the, the competition at the back end with Fires and Musgrove and Davinsky and you have a young kid, Martez, it all begins with the health of our top two guys. And, and if we have that intact, uh, we have an excellent pitching staff. If we don't, then we'll be piecing it together trying to trying to use our depth to our advantage. You think you have enough there to uh, finish in first? Yeah, I mean, I think we have enough to show up every day with a chance to win. And I think that's, in our division, it's going to be important. There there are no easy outs in our division. Uh, you know, Anaheim has made themselves better. Seattle has made themselves better. Texas is the reigning champion in the last two years. Uh, Oakland always seems to be a thorn in everyone's side, and, and they have these cycles of years where they all of a sudden become really good. There are no off days in our league, so I, I think we're going to have to play well uh, but I'll take my team against anybody. When you're in that dugout, tell me the excitement you feel when you see Jose Altuve mm-hmm. play. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of the best uh, one of the best things I've got going in this job is to get to manage Jose. Uh, he's he's a perfect example. He's selfless. He doesn't he doesn't take the attention. He he wants to do well. He wants to win. He's very curious about uh, how to be better. And boy, does he love to hit. You know, and he's one of the best hitters in the league. And and as he's become more of a complete player. Um, you know, watching him show up every day ready to play and, and, and ready to provide the spark and the energy that we need. Um, he's just, he's everything that's right about what the Astros are about, and I'm proud of him. What is the most pleasant surprise about Altuve that surprised you? Just his will to get better. You know, I think guys that, you know, you, first of all, not I mean too many guys get 200 hits a season, and he's done it a couple seasons in a row, and, uh, but he's always itching to get better. He'll talk about what he can't do or what he's not doing as opposed to what he's done before. I mean, he... Um, you know, he'll, he, he goes 0 for 4 and, and, and you feel like the world's going to end. I mean, it's just not <laughs> something that he normally does, but he works hard. And I, and I think the, the great players they, that, that I've been around in the league, they all have this it factor where they, they are prepared. They're the most prepared. They're the most, uh, you know, specific in what, in what their game plan is. It's, and, and I love the, to, to watch Jose prepare and be ready to play every day. It's not his size. It's not the fact that you that – you, um, you know, you don't expect the power. It's just he's a more complete player than, than people give him credit for. Carlos Correa, uh, Carlos Correa is not too far behind either as far as excitement. Mm-hmm. No, he's a great buzz around him, and that's from the day that he was the number one pick overall in the draft. He's had a, a bullseye on his chest to, to get a lot of attention. I think that the thing that's interesting about Carlos is he wants to be great. He already knows he's good, and he wants to be great. He works hard, uh, which I appreciate. I think he's, you know, there's a lot that comes with him because he can't walk into a room and not – and not have that glow around him about that attention. Reporters go to him. The opponents go to him. The, our teammates already navigate towards him at, at a tender age of 21, 22 years old. So he has that draw. He's a superstar in our game. He's got areas to improve, but um, he, tr- he surely is a magnet. He has that leadership quality already. Yeah, because he, I mean, it, it ends up in playing the shortstop position. You expect a leader. Playing every day, hitting third or fourth, you expect that type of leadership. Um, he has presidents. He's, he oozes confidence, which I love for a young player. Uh, but he's not satisfied. He, he wants to. He wants to be one of the best players of all time, and that that's easily said. But he's putting in the work to try to be it. You have a degree um, in psychology from Stanford. Mm-hmm. How do you <clears throat> mesh that with baseball? You know, this, this job. The more I've been around the managing job, and 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 I'm still new at this. I have only a couple of years, but. It's about connecting with people and connecting with their minds and, and putting them in a good position to be successful. And um, little did I know when I when I when I studied psychology at Stanford how much it's used in baseball. I mean, it's a game of failure. It's a game of frustration. Uh, it is a methodical, you know, uh, journey through the season. And, and and players, I can relate to more players if I can understand what makes them tick, what what brings the most out of them, what what can I do, and what how can I be relatable to them and. 
Uh, that's not how I was raised in this game. I was raised to, to fear the manager. And to, there was this, this office that was you tried to stay out of, and I've flipped it all the way on the opposite side and tried to be the most relatable manager in the league to where every player knows I'm in their corner. I will push them. I'm tough on them. Uh, but if I learn more about them, I can, I can be better at my job. What did you uh, learn as a manager in Oakland? And something, talk about what you're doing now differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just being myself a little bit more. I think anytime you try something for the first time, there's a there's a um, a tendency to try to act the part or be the part. And and you know, what is a manager supposed to look like? What's he supposed to carry? How's he supposed to carry himself? How's he interact with his players? And for me, uh, this time around, I'm a people person by nature, so I uh, interact a lot more with the players. I I am very very specific with what my expectations are. I over communicate. Um, rather than just sort of tuck myself away in the office um, and being the manager. I'm out in the clubhouse. I'm out, I'm out with the players. I eat with the players. I talk to the players. Uh, I'm not their friend, but I, but I am their advocate. And in, 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 in doing that, it form a nice bond and a nice relationship to where these guys will play hard for me. I'm with Astros outfielder Carlos Beltran. Carlos, thank you so much for being on my show. You were uh, with this team in 2004. What made you want to go back 13 years later? Well, honestly speaking, uh, I think uh, after I became free agent this year, you know, the team, uh, this team was really aggressive in the, my free agency. And um, basically, I look up at the roster that they have, being able to play against the Astros uh, last year when I was with the Rangers. Uh, I got to see closely the team. And honestly, uh, this is a team that has a lot of talent. And there's no doubt that, you know, it could be a window here for us to to make, uh, make something happen. What were your best memories uh, in Houston in 2004? Well, you know what? One of my best memories, uh, I think, uh, was uh, being able to have the opportunity to be in the playoff for the first time in my career and at the same time have the opportunity to uh, play with so many great players like uh, Babo Biggio, Clemens Pettit. I mean, Roy Oswald was there, uh, Lance Berkman. So there were so many guys that, you know, and me coming from Kansas City, a team that, you know, we never had that opportunity to be in the playoffs. So it was a great, great, uh, great feeling. And, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed that moment. Well, you've come so close to uh, winning the World Series. And uh, how badly do you want to win? That's, that's our, our dream as ball players. you know, have the opportunity to win the World Series. But, you know, uh, you know God gave me the opportunity to be in one with the Cardinals. Uh, but, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you want to win it all, so that's that's the goal. You've come so close, you know, like I said, but you've also done well in the postseason as well. You're called Mr. October Junior, and why do you do so well? I think the way I play the game, uh, I try to be uh, in control, you know, of everything that I do out there. I try to, you know, just stick with my plan, you not know, trying to let the, the, the motions uh, control my at-bat. So I think the fact that I'm capable of doing that, I'm probably uh, – in a platform like that where, you know, the, the hype is high and, you know, the energy is super high. So I'm capable of uh, controlling myself and being able to basically stay with it, with it myself, with my plan. What do you like about the Astros this year? Um, they have a pretty good offense. Yes, we have good offense. You know, we have great guys in, in our team, uh, starting with Altuve, Correa, Springer, uh, you know, and on and on. So Breckman. So we feel we have a lot of talent. All we have to do basically is stay healthy and find a way to, you know, play good baseball. I look at your stats, and you have a Hall of Fame career. What do you think? Honestly, I try not to think about that. I, I take that as a motivation for me to continue to work hard every day. And uh, at the end, of, you know, when everything's said and done, you know, I hope uh, my numbers are good enough to be considered. You are 39 years old. How much game do you have left? I don't know, my friend. I wish I know. I wish I could tell you right here, right now. But 
you know, based on, you know, how I feel right now, uh, I feel pretty good. And uh, how long I'm going to play after this year, you know, I would say my production uh, will be important, a decision of, you know, how well I do this year. Everybody talks about your presence here. Would you like to manage one day? Uh, it's not in my head right now, honestly. My job right now is to focus on, you know, uh, playing the game and hopefully, you know, maybe being good impact to the younger guys around me and hopefully they can, you know, try to get some information and add it to their game and hopefully they can, we all can be better. Carlos Beltran, thank you so much. I'm with Astros Outfielder Josh Reddick. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. You were a free agent this offseason and uh, what made you want to sign with the Astros? The Astros made a very uh, aggressive offer, made it, you know, right out of the gate that they wanted me to be here. And um, that was their top priority. That was the main thing that made it made it happen. And with the young core players that are already here, and with the you know accusations of Brian and, and Carlos, we you know we're gonna have a really good team. And I'm part of what a team was already good enough without us. So you know a team that just missed the playoffs. And hopefully with you know the addition of us guys and getting some pitching staff healthy, it'll be a, a magical year. If you look at this offense, this offense could be lethal. What do you think? I do. It's a, you know it's 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 deadly from one to nine. It feels like we got you know when you got guys like Correa and Altuve in the middle of your lineup, and you throw guys like Springer and Bregman in there, and then you try to figure out where you're going to hit. So it's it's a good thing to a uh, good problem to have really where. You feel like if you're hitting sixth or seventh, you still feel like you're hitting third or fourth in the lineup. What do you, you what have you learned about this team? How's camp so far? It's going great. You know, um, being one of the one of the older guys here at the young age of thirty, it's uh, definitely different for me to adjust. But these these guys have been great. It's um it's a little different to see how guys come up and approach you and ask you questions because I'm you know I still feel like I'm that guy that still does that. You know, I still find myself asking Carlos questions about what to do and but um it's a very laid back camp and these guys are awesome. In the last three years, I took notes. You have not only improved your batting average, but you've cut down on the strikeouts. Mm -hmm. so what's working there? I don't like striking out, and I think that's one thing. You know, when, I, when you work towards that, it's, uh, it's all about just realizing what pitches you need to swing at, not really being so aggressive and, and just trusting your swing and your hands. And that's one thing that I've, you know, preached to myself and learned to go the other way and focused on the other way and not trying to be so pull homer happy. Because um, if I don't try, I know I, you know, I can always I can hit 20 regardless whether I try or not. So it's not about that. It's about... You know, maybe trying here or there and getting your pitches, but it's about, you know, just grinding out at bats and swinging at really good pitches, and I've just gotten better at that as the years go on. Who do you credit for getting your batting average better? Um, you know, really it was it was mainly mainly myself. Um, you know, the hitting coaches in the past, we've talked about, you know, not really cutting down strikeouts because, you know, it's the big leagues. You're, you're going to strike out eventually, but it's just something that I think down deep down that I wanted to do, so I went into the offseason and kind of focused on, you know, working back the other way and just – you know, when spring training came along, just trying to work counts, I wasn't really trying to go up there in the first three pitches to get a hit. It was, you know, making sure I was looking for one specific area for the pitch to be, and, and when it, once it was there, I made sure I was on it. Anything you would like to do differently this year, uh, driving more runs, uh, scoring more runs? I just, you know, I think for me, I want to stay healthy. Staying healthy for me has been a big issue with some, some freak accidents in the last few years. You know, last year the broken thumb was kind of something that you don't see every day, so that was frustrating. And I just want to stay healthy because once I'm healthy, I can really do some damage. And with this lineup, it's going to be that much more dangerous when <laughs> you got guys like that on base in front of you. It's going to be a lot easier, and these guys are fast. So it makes it, you know, a gapper can easily be, you know, a run score from first or, you know, two runs from a single. Wow. How, uh, what have you done the last the last off season to make sure you stay healthy this year? Uh, it's it's about making sure your body's right. You know, like, like I said last year, it was just a freak injury. It wasn't about being prepared for it. It was nothing that I could really control. You know, a, you know, when you slide into a guy's cleat, that's kind of a small margin for 
something to happen like that. So mm-hmm. aside from that, it's, it's just been, you know, just making sure the body's right, make sure you just you take care of it and you work out and you eat right. You were in the National League for half a season, and do you see a difference between the two leagues? Oh, 100%. You know, it seems like these, these the National League teams seem to want to get that first pitch fastball and jump all over it, whereas opposing the American League, you'll have guys that are going to have, you know, four, five, six pitch at bats and kind of work on that thing. So um, that was the only really thing different that happened for me was uh, just trying to be more aggressive because I was so aggressive early in my career that it hurt me, and I, could, I didn't really want to go back to that. I didn't want to convert back to that because in August, as down as that season, you know, that, that month was, I was hitting the ball very hard. So I didn't want to change my, my plan when, when I switched leagues. Talk about the Josh Reddick Foundation. It's a local foundation back home that I started myself. It's, in Georgia? Uh, in Georgia, yeah, in my hometown of Effingham County. Um, we raise money through Homer and Derby, a concert, and a golf tournament, and everything that we raise goes right back out into the county, whether it be fire, police, education, children. It's all about finding out where it's needed the most, and we, we kind of give back to it. And, you know, we also do two scholarships per high school in the county for a male and female athlete, and all they have to do is write an essay and send it in, and I actually read it personally. So if they uh, are grammatically correct, one, and two, have a good story, I, 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 I'm, those, that's how I pick my winners. Talk about how much you like to help your community. It's huge for me. My, my small town is not very a big name or well-known at all, so it's, um, it's something that I take a lot of pride in because, not, you know, it's just something I always wanted to do. It's, I feel like that, you know, for what I've done from being there, I feel like I can help out and make that county better than it already may be. And anytime you can help, you know, the kids of the, of the area in the future, you're, you're putting hopefully a good role model sense in those guys' minds because hope, you never know when a kid like that could be the next person to do something and make money. And hopefully if they look back on that and go, well, if Josh can do that, then I can do that. So it's all about trying to pass it on to the next generation. What made you want to become a ball player? It's all I ever wanted to do at four years old. There was no backup plan. There was never anything. My parents always asked me, what would you do if you didn't play? Well, you know, that was never a question. It was always I wanted to be a major league ball player. And, you know, ever since four years old, it was just something that I, that I loved to do. And, and I made sure I was going to get there. Josh Reddick, thank you so much.